Yes, welcome to the Monday night edition of Free Talk Live. It is Monday, right? Just checking. Yes, sir. Sometimes I lose track of the day. They all seem to blend into one from time to time, every now and again, on occasion, with somewhat frequent reoccurrences. That's easy for you to say. Not really. I had to think about it too hard. I think I, if you Ooh, see smoke coming out, coming out of my ears, let me know. Mm. Uh, the telephone number, if you would like to join in the conversation, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. And you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. We have some stuff that we brought in, or that I guess I brought in, that uh, I would like us to talk about. Uh, you know, everybody says that the bird is the word, but there was also another word. It was Greece. Greece was the word. Was it? Do you remember the movie Greece? Yeah. I, honestly, I've never seen it. You've not? Oh, wow. No. I've seen people singing. Well, it's too late now. They're going to ban it. I know That's a lot right. of the songs because of karaoke. There's always people singing Greece songs. Right. And, and well, karaoke. in one of the songs, they sing, Greece is the word. Uh, right? See, yeah, I don't so know that one. Never heard uh, that. Frankie Valley, I believe. Okay. Uh, and but yeah, nobody you you spot on uh, misogynistic, sexist, and a bit rapey calls for iconic movie Greece to be banned. Yeah. <laughs> when are people going to stop listening to these morons who are always calling for things to be banned? I mean, who cares what these people uh, it's, think? It's it's not going to stop. It's just going to get worse. The more stuff that gets banned, the more people want to ban more stuff, and it's going to cascade until we have yeah, this but, totalitarian. But nothing's regime. actually banned. Well, that they only have people only don't don't watch things when they choose not to watch things. None of it is actually banned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain and Ian and nobody. And this is from MSN.com of all places. Social media users are calling to ban the iconic 1970s hit film Grease, condemning it for being sexist, homophobic and slut shaming. A Boxing Day viewing of the film on BBC One sparked outrage online. <laughs> really? <Whee! laughs> yeah. With many Twitter users calling the film outdated. Of course it's outdated. It it's was an made old in movie. 78. <laughs> I mean, seriously? Lower your expectations, people. There wasn't even Are CGI we supposed to be yet. updating these things? Is there supposed to be like, you know, Citizen Kane 17.0 out now so we can, you know, fix all the errors in the first 16 versions of Citizen Kane. I recently <laughs> rewatched a uh, science fiction series from that era, the late 70s, called Logan's Run. I remember that movie and, vaguely. Uh, and I mean, outdated? Oh, you bet your babushka. It is definitely outdated. Uh, but at the same time, still a good story. Yeah, yeah, that's the society where they killed all the old folks, right? Like, right. you turned 30 and they just whacked you for no reason. Yeah, except they didn't, like, outright just, you know, murder people. I mean, they did, but, like, the thought amongst the population was that they were getting renewed, which meant some sort of recycling, like you were supposed to be oh, you know, yeah. going off and then coming back. And yeah, they whatever. were getting recycled, but, they thought, but actually they were getting recycled into Soylent Green. Correct, um, yes. <laughs> For those not familiar with Soylent Green, that just means ground it's people. It's people. Soylent Green is people. <laughs> it is. It's true. So, at any rate, uh, Greece is on. It really has a terrible message, doesn't it, one user said. 
Sorry, but Grease sucks on so many levels. No plot, nothing interesting happens, and the message is pure misogyny, said another. The film is a lighthearted romantic musical centering around a high school love affair between Sandy, played by Olivia Newton-John, and Danny, played by John Travolta. Critics on Twitter complained about the lyric, Did she put up a fight in the song Summer Nights when Danny talks about hooking up with Sandy? Others shared disapproval about Sandy's friend Rizzo, who was slut-shamed for having unprotected sex. The drive-in scene where Sandy and Danny well, watch she a... got pregnant. That's... <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> if you the, don't want to be pregnant the, and you're pregnant, you did something really stupid and you probably shouldn't have children. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, agreed. <laughs> agreed. But, you know, this film was made in 1978. And I think the thing that's being lost in the translation between, you know, 1978 and 2021 is the culture shift. You know, 1978 was a completely different culture than 2021, mm. you know, in, in many ways, shapes and forms. And this movie was that generation's sort of coming of age movie, right? It was it was a bit rebellious in that there weren't a whole lot of parents involved. And if there were, you know, whatever authorities were just sort of skewed as like, well, we're going to go do whatever. We're going to race our cars. We're going to, you know, date who we want. We're going to go party and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and so... I think the lack of understanding of what that, I mean, I was born in 72, so I was six when this came out, but Mm -hmm. like, I remember, you know, people dressing as these folks did in this movie, you know, on many an occasion uh, and that type of a thing. And so, you know, I think it's just, it, it has to be treated like a, one of these time capsules, right? If you watch a movie that's, you know, 40 years old or whatever it is. You should have very low expectations and you should treat it as a time capsule and look at it as like, wow, is this what people did back then? And like, oh, back in this day, you know, instead of criticizing it with the the common current cultures, you know, rhetoric on what, you know, culture should be or would be. Well, yeah. if that's what they want to spend their time on, there are a ton of old books and movies that have, you know, a little bit of racism or oh, a yeah. lot of racism or a little bit of sexism or a lot of sexism. And it's like, really, is that what you want to spend your time doing? I'm. Okay. The lack of LGBTQ representation and diversity in the cast angered others. Everybody just wants to be mad about something. Yeah. In in the film, a radio announcer at the school dance announces there were no same-sex couples on the dance floor. I, I remember that from the movie. He announces that? Yeah, he goes, all couples must be boy-girl. Boy, and this author says, well, Grace, shove your homophobia. But many came to defend the musical, calling woke critics oversensitive snowflakes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Please mm-hmm. don't ban Grease. I know all the words, and I've still got a crush on Danny Zuckos, one user wrote. A third wrote, I really can't believe the snowflakes want to ban Grease. WTF. That's Whiskey Tango Foxtrot for you military folks out there. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the film, Sandy transforms from a good girl to bad girl, impressing Danny with a new fashion style and attitude and smoking a cigarette. <gasps> the horror. Smoking a cigarette. That was two syllables, right? Horror? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> the horror. quote i wish my girl sandy would have recognized danny zucco was trash and she didn't need to change for anyone unquote (laughs) olivia newton john who plays sandy has previously demissed sexism claims quote it's a movie and a fun story and i've never taken it too seriously 
Just stop banning things, people. It never works. Yeah. It never works. There will out. be no fun. There will be no no history. We all movies must represent twenty whatever year it is. What year is 21. it? Twenty twenty one and nothing else. <laughs> Didn't uh they go back into E. T. a few years ago and edit out the guns from some scene with like the secret agents? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I remember that. And put radios in their hands or something like that. These same criticisms for the movie Grease though could also be leveraged to any television show from that period. I'm thinking Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, that type of a thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Because all, I mean, it all had similar social construct at, you know, similar time, right? During that time frame, that late 70s construct, sure. mm-hmm. you know, whatever the culture was at that point. And so the same thing could be said for many things produced during that time, whether it's music or books or movies, television shows and whatever. Um, you know, it learn it as history. You know, you may not like it, but it's there. There's no reason to ban it. You start banning history, bad things happen. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Open a history book. <laughs> you would know that. And the people banning books or burning books, they're never they're never the good the good guys in reality. Yeah. Well, especially when you're able to reflect historically. Yeah. Uh, you know, they might seem like a good guy at the moment. Like, oh, this guy's trying to do some good and ban this horrible literature. But then it turns out, no, it's bad. Mm-hmm. 603-283-6160. Do you want movies banned? I don't. More Free Talk Live on the way. Welcome back to the program. Welcome back to the show. It is Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160 is our telephone number here in the studio. If you'd like to join the conversation again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. It's Ian. And nobody. And we were just talking about... Cancel culture wanting to ban the 1978 movie Grease. And I, I'm just so tired of cancel culture. There's no reason to cancel anybody or anything when it comes to freedom of speech. You know, unless you're just a big wuss, right? If you're, if you're, I mean, you know, uh, you're on a social media platform. The platform has the right to, you know, do whatever they want as far as that's concerned. But they don't have any need to, right? People will self-filter. People will self-group. You know, it's the same mm-hmm. thing with the television. If the television is broadcasting something and I don't like what they're broadcasting, guess what? I can change the freaking channel. <laughs> yep. Well, but that's not enough. You have to be incensed. You have to show the world how upset you are because if you are Otherwise, angry, you're being insensitive. If you're not angry, you just don't care. <laughs> I don't mean to be insensitive, but I don't want to be insensitive. Mm. <laughs> Warning, warning, Will Robinson. Dr. Smith is irate. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, just stop banning stuff, everybody. Mm. Do the world a favor. Speaking of cancel culture, uh, things change because of COVID. And COVID has this weird effect on things that were normal. 
And in that way, you know, things kind of get slightly canceled. What do I mean by that? You might ask and ask you might. I stumbled upon a graphic that I thought was a joke on the social media. (laughs) And it was COVID CPR. Right. So apparently CPR, cardiopulmonary resuscitation, CPR. Many of you have taken classes in this if some people at their jobs are required to take it and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you work in any sort of like sports thing or whatever, you've got you to know CPR. Anyway, uh, it's a life-saving technique, but COVID apparently <laughs> has changed it a bit. And so I saw this graphic and I thought it was a joke. I laughed at it and I looked and there was a website. I'm like, I'm going to go check this website out. Turns out, no, it's not a joke. This is from St. John Ambulance, SJA.org, which is, I believe, a UK website from Great Britain or just Britain because I don't see what's so great They're about that. They're not that great. It says, what is CPR? Well, CPR stands for cardiopulmonary resuscitation. It combines chest compressions and rescue breaths to give a person the best chance of survival following cardiac arrest. We've updated our guidance due to COVID-19 outbreak. Do not perform rescue breaths on the casualty. Wow. They're already proclaiming you dead <laughs> if you have a heart attack. Well, wounded are considered casualties as well. Mm. Oh, really? That's military. true. All right. All right. I thought casualties were always dead. No, no, no. Okay. No, those are, that's, that's just a formality. Okay. but but the important part here is do not perform rescue breaths yeah so they are writing them off um you know let them go it goes on to say if an adult is unresponsive and not breathing normally you still need to call 999 or 112 those are emergency numbers okay so they're not saying don't bother calling anybody just Bring have him send the coroner because he's going to be dead by the time they get there. Right? There's, yeah, they're saying call the emergency numbers for help and start CPR right away. Huh? <laughs> yeah, they say start CPR right away. And so here, here's the bullet points: what to do. Number one, if you find someone collapsed, you should first perform pri- a primary survey. Do not place your face close to theirs. <laughs> If you have established from this that they are unresponsive and not breathing, you should ask a helper to call 999 or 112 for emergency help while you start CPR. Ask a helper and to then find, don't start CPR. Ask a helper to find and bring a defibrillator if available. I also just happen as a side note, I love the word defibrillator. Yeah. I don't know why. I just really like that word. Everybody's got a couple of those laying around the house, right? <laughs> yeah. Why well, I've got one right now. No, I don't. <sighs> Uh, so ask your helper to put the phone on speaker, hold it out towards you so they can maintain a two-meter distance. Oh, God. If you are wow. on your own, use the hands-free speaker on a phone so you can start CPR while speaking to ambulance control. Now, if cowards mostly associate with cowards, maybe this will result in a lot of dead cowards and a better world. I think so. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's still sad to see this. It also says, do not leave the casualty to look for a defibrillator yourself. The ambulance will bring one. That's that's number one. Number two, before you start CPR, use a towel or piece of clothing and lay it over the mouth and nose of the casualty. Wow. Put a mask on them. That's going to help. Why don't you just grab a pillow and hold it down real tight over their face? Yeah. (laughs) Again, before you start CPR, use a towel or a piece of clothing and lay it over the mouth and nose of the casualty. (laughs) 
Mm. Then it goes on to say, start CPR. Kneel by the casualty and put the heel of your hand on the middle of their chest. Put your other hand on top of the first. Interlock your fingers, making sure they don't touch the ribs. Keep your arms straight and lean over the casualty. Press down hard to a depth of about five to six centimeters before releasing the pressure, allowing the chest to come back up. That's about two inches. The beat of the song Staying Alive can help you keep the right speed. <laughs> wow. How do you know if your memory of a song in your head has the right Well, you can tell though? by the way... No, I don't know. You can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a ladies' man with no time to talk. <laughs> Some about being kicked around since I was born. Well, this guy's going to be dead because the next thing is in very bold black writing says, do not give rescue breaths. He does not need oxygen. Put a, wow. put a towel or a piece of clothing over his face, and then don't give him any. Don't give him any. The the primary, you know, thing that yeah. CPR teaches you you're supposed to do to resuscitate a person is to breathe into their mouth and to you know sort of jumpstart their breathing. The breath further. of life. Yeah. Now this wow. says now, no, don't do it. Screw them. Number three, continue to perform CPR. This is the new CPR. So apparently yeah, all is, you're doing is covering their face and then jamming on, jam the, on their yeah. chest to the song Staying Alive. Wow. Uh, oh, that's insane. Uh, uh, no, no, this guy's not staying alive. Imagine. I mean, the, the people who support all this madness surrounding COVID ostensibly are doing it to save people's lives, right? Like that's what's mm. going through their head. They want to stay away from people because they believe it's going to help keep people alive and yet when faced with someone who's actually facing imminent demise the instructions the official instructions now are to basically do nothing yeah or do the don't do the one thing that's the most important part of cpr which is the right. breathing yeah wow it's ridiculous Go through the motions just it's don't do re- the important yeah. part yeah i mean i I think that they could at least change the song that you're supposed to keep the beat to because staying alive sure ain't going to help. No, no. 603-283-6160. Would you breathe into somebody else's mouth in a life or death situation performing CPR? We're Free Talk Live on the way. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Yes, it is Free Talk Live, the live call-in talk radio program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. Our telephone number here in the studio is 603-283-6160. 
Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And nobody. And Bitcoin.com is the best source for you to learn about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find a cornucopia of information neatly organized by your needs. There is no longer any excuse for ignorance of this important, world-changing information. If you are a knowledgeable crypto user, check out news.bitcoin.com, where you can get the latest headlines of all the news relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news all on a slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit Bitcoin.com. So... We were talking about <laughs> this thing from St. John Ambulance, sja.org, uk.uk, which is a revision of the new COVID version of performing CPR, where you literally... Back to the previous story for a, for a sec, the, the banning of Greece. Yes. Here's, a, here's something that would be a great business. Open a theater that just plays all of the movies and... Uh, that have been banned. And the TV show, right, yeah, that's yeah, a good idea. Yeah, just play only things that they have tried to ban. You can have and a, that would keep all of the ban-happy morons out of the theater. You could go and have a good time <laughs> with no social justice warriors at all present. You would be banning them. That's true. You, you, could, you, could have a, you could have a second room with uh, books in it as well. Yes, right? the, all the, the banned, banned books. library, right? Have a banned library attached to a banned theater. Perhaps that's an idea to expand upon band camp, B-A-N-E-D. Yes, <laughs> there you go. We can, we can have the whole thing at band camp. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, the longer... and also have flutes. Oh, of course, you have to have flutes. <laughs> at you mean the recorders? Yes, Can yes. They call them recorders. Um, What's the difference between a recorder and a flute? There's uh, not as many the, notes. Uh, a recorder, you is... put a little tape in a recorder, and then no, 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 no. Okay, uh, the flute, <laughs> the flute, you hold sideways and blow across the top of it, whereas the uh, recorder, you you hold down and you blow in through the top of it. Okay, it comes out. Ooh. I'm glad you know a lot about blowing things because I... <laughs> actually the the first ever music that I wrote and performed was in, I think, fifth grade with a couple of my classmates. And I was on the xylophone. It was a, you know, junior. Oh, I remember those. Xylophone. Yeah. And then uh, the, the one girl, she had the recorder. And then uh, the other guy, he had like, uh, you know, I don't know, some very small drum like things. And uh, we wrote this song, and we performed it, and uh, it was horrible. But uh, that was the very first live, okay. live music thing that you've come a I long way, and, baby. Wrote and recorded, mm. so yeah, a recorder was involved. Okay, so wow. But uh, yeah, you know, don't let that out to anybody because that's you know top secret stuff. Okay, we'll keep it quiet. Keep it quiet. Shh. Wouldn't want it to get out on yeah, the radio. Try to avoid talking about that on the radio then. <laughs> By the way, welcome back to uh, our new old viewers on uh, YouTube and Facebook, where we are now uh, broadcasting again. We are live. Starting tonight. We'll do it live. So we're back. <laughs> Until they get rid of us. Well. We're yeah. back. 
<laughs> we'll see how long it takes this time. Indeed. Well, they didn't get rid of us before. We just kind of left because they got really crappy. Well, they did get rid of us because they made it mm, almost incomprehensible for us to stream live. Yeah, they made it difficult. But so. there's a solution that I found this weekend, so we're back. You're a good man. Yeah. Don't worry, I won't tell anyone. Mm. Uh, I have no segue, but I wanted to talk about this from the freethoughtproject.com. This was published today. A family find kicked off their own property while trying to live sustainably. This is out of Polk County, Georgia. There's no question that 2020 was one of the most difficult years in American history as the government shut down the economy, driving unemployment to record levels and forcing businesses to close their doors forever. Mm. Tens of millions of Americans found themselves in dire straits. To deal with the unprecedented hard times, some folks like Tim Leslie and his family began to get creative buying property and homesteading. However, because the land of the free is but a fleeting myth in this country, government officials did all they could to thwart it. Last year, Leslie lost his job. With no other options in mind, he bought a plot of land in Polk County. He parked an RV on it and began to live off the land. On the property, Leslie has chickens, goats, and a vegetable garden for his wife and their two kids, nine-year-old Knox and 18-month-old Daisy. We plan on building a forever home here and, you know, growing old and giving it to our kids, Leslie told WSB-TV. After he was fired, Leslie took his life savings, draining his pension and 401k, and bought the property in Polk County. The purchase took place in November of 2020. The family's dreams of homesteading on their own property came to a grinding halt, however, and has morphed into a nightmare thanks to the intrusive and utterly cruel nature of the state. Leslie and his family are no longer living on their own property and are instead living in an RV park. This is because county officials forced them to move. The county issued the family a steep fine and then ordered them to move or face arrest and have his property stolen because living on your property in an RV is, quote, illegal, unquote. Mm. See, why don't they, if they would just assassinate the people who enforce these laws, they'd stop enforcing them. I mean, this person just stole a guy's land right from right out from under him. Oh, yeah, you still own it. You just can't live on it. Yeah. Just shoot him in the face. Yeah, I don't think violence is the uh, solution to the problems, but I understand the I understand the frustration. There I, I is no that, other solution. The other solution is let them push. You. <laughs> Excuse me. Let them push you and push you and push you until you have no place else to go, and then kill yourself. That's the only other option. Well, I mean, you certainly have a right to defend yourself if you uh, if you are attacked, and you have a right to defend your to have, home. He would have had when to have someone stayed comes there. onto your property, yep. tries to move you off it. They, they are didn't. attacking your home. You have every right to kill them and to make it hurt. You do, but uh, <laughs> it sounds like he just left on his own when he got a threatening letter. I mean, it doesn't well, sound like he's... Well, the threat he, uh, is the violence, though. As soon as someone is know. threatening Just because somebody sends you a letter in the mail doesn't mean you should okay, you know, leave your house. Okay, then get guns and wait for them to show up. And when they show up, blow their heads off. You know, in the, in the Old West, when uh, even after the Old West, 
uh, even I'm thinking like in the 40s, maybe. I'm trying to remember, there's several tales of when uh, bureaucrats try and come and seize a person's property, and the community gets together and doesn't allow it to happen. Yes, that's what should happen here, in my opinion. The, Absolutely, this guy should yeah, have but support. that would require a community who actually cared about freedom and and property rights. And there's just not that doesn't exist, from what I can tell. I mean, we're trying to build one here in New Hampshire, but it it's slow going. We need more people to move up here. If you actually have neighbors who can come to your defense. Then you actually have a chance. I mean, even if you were going to take nobody's advice, and again, I don't recommend it, uh, but if you were going to take that advice, you're going to end up dead. I mean, unless you actually have a community Mm. to back you up. But if you can't live anywhere, if you can't do anything, then why not just be dead? You know, what's the point in living if you have no freedom? If you can't even live on a piece of land that you bought and you paid for. I get it, but none of us have freedom. Take a few of them with you because they're going to kill you sooner or later anyway. They're going to starve you to death. Maybe there's a better strategy. Maybe there's a better strategy than being a one-man band and going down shooting. Uh, There might be a better strategy. I do think it's a matter of time, though, before we see that type of a thing begin to occur. I think it's inevitable that that will eventually occur. Six zero three. I mean, be clever if you can. Build a killdozer. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. More free talk live on the way. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio talk program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. It's Ian. And nobody. Our telephone number here in the studio, if you'd like to join the conversation, is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. We've been talking about this article from the freethoughtproject.com about a Mr. Leslie and his family who uh, he lost his job uh, due to the COVID shutdowns of businesses. And so he drained his government savings, took his job. Basically, he drained his savings and bought himself a plot of land somewhere in Polk County, Georgia, and which is a huge like step out into the land of the unknown, right? To take all your savings and put it into something, whether it be a business or whether it be a piece of property, whatever this you know your life's dream might happen to be, and to take that step off the cliff, right? Like you you're taking everything and you're putting yeah. it on the line, and then to just have it completely taken away from you. Yep. Yeah. And so, and what happened to his goats? Does he have his goats in his mobile home park? I probably doubt not. It. No, no he does not. At those places, or his chickens? Huh? Have you seen the rules at mobile home parks? They are not friendly, most of them, towards anything. Certainly not goats. So Mr. Leslie himself says, Before I could go to court, they showed up at my property. The building inspector inspector, and the code enforcement officer had told me that I had to be off my land or they were going to seize my vehicles and all of my assets. This move is especially insidious for two reasons. The first reason is obvious. Leslie and his family own the property, and no one should be able to tell him what to do on it, especially due to the fact that they are a struggling family during unprecedented times in a supposed pandemic. 
The second reason is that Leslie checked the law before making these moves, and he is following it. According to WSB-TV, Leslie says he checked the county codes before buying the land. He showed them the section that allows for single-family dwellings in an agricultural district under which his property is designated. Under the county's definition for dwellings, it specifically includes manufacturers' homes, mobile homes, industrialized buildings, and recreational vehicles. It showed that we could have our animals here and be in our camper temporarily, so that's the reason we moved out. Uh, See, pull out a gun, get, you know, you get off my land, and then call your friends, get them to come out, get everybody you can out there. Reinforcements matter. Yeah, but your friends have to be willing to actually stand up for your freedoms, and so many people these days are so cowardly they won't even take a mask off. Well, let them wear masks then. That's not going to (laughs) help. If you're too cowardly to take a mask off, you sure as hell aren't going to face down uh, a bunch of bureaucrats with a bulldozer or whatever it is they they bring. Yeah, or even just be armed, you know, when they show up. And by the way, we did this uh, back when uh, Jay Noon, one of our former co-hosts, he had his property under threat in right. Massachusetts. He had not paid the property tax extraction, the, the extortion. Uh, and, you know, he believed that he had the legal stuff straight as far as how to not do that and, like, keep having the property. And the town disagreed with his opinions about that. And uh, they issued him the notice that they were going to tax sale the property and they were going to come take it from him. And so he contacted friends who actually were willing to show up, including uh, Pete Ayer and myself, uh, I believe Michelle Seven, JJ, uh, a good crew crew of activists from the Keene area, went down. There were a bunch of folks there from Massachusetts who he knew there as well. And we occupied his front yard for the day, and we did stop that from happening. Uh, The cops didn't come back for six more months, and then they came back at like 4 or 6 a.m., and they did their evil deeds under the cover of darkness. Mm -hmm. Of course, because, you know, they're bastards. They're not going to be, you know. Which is why what you need is a community of people in physical proximity. I was just thinking it's too bad Jay Noon wasn't in New Hampshire. Right. And plus, you know, in New Hampshire, he would have fared better, I think. Especially if we have, you know, we got a tool like Cell 411, which I don't know at the time. I don't think we at the time did. I don't think that existed Mm. at all. Right. Uh, But, you know, to, to have people who are in physical proximity that aren't that far is an ideal situation. You know, if you've got to drive forty-five minutes to, you know, to get and back up your friend, that's you're forty minutes too far. Right. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. Uh, despite following the law as stated previously, Mr. Leslie's citation is specifically for quote living in campers slash RV unquote. This is a question about property rights," said Attorney Ari Bargill. With the Institute for Justice, Mr. Leslie owns the property on which he situated his camper, and as a result, he has the right to live there as long as he's not harming anybody through his use. I'm glad to hear Institute for Justice has taken the case. They're a a very libertarian law firm, and uh, they they do work for charity. Uh, that's basically all they do is t- they take cases uh, that are like this and property rights violations and other freedom violations and and they you know they go all they'll go all the way to the Supreme Court if necessary. Nice. Uh, one would think that the media coverage on the case, coupled with the egregious nature of kicking a family off their own property for trying to survive during a supposed pandemic, 
would make officials rethink their move. However, one would be wrong. According to WSB-TV, the county manager, the police chief, and the county commission chair all refused to comment on the case. What are these guys' phone numbers? What are their names? Do, uh, does it name the, the various officials involved? Chief Dodd, apparently. Chief Dodd, okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to give them a phone call tomorrow. Tell them what I think of them. <laughs> See, now that's uh, a pretty good idea. And if there were enough people in the area who actually cared about that, they could make those people's lives difficult. There was some discussion last night. I won't say, I won't give a lot of details, but there's a group of activists in New Hampshire that are talking about expanding the targeting of the bureaucrats from just the governor's house. Mm-hmm. We've been to the governor's house and the AG's house, the attorney general's house. Right. We've been there Ooh. a couple times. We've been to the governor's house a bunch of times. Um, and so what happens, of course, is a bunch of people show up at the governor's house, and there's you know a bunch of cops that show up as well. And so all the police resources are in the same place. What if people showed up on the same day at the same time? In a bunch of different places all across New Hampshire, like at the worst state representatives' houses, mm-hmm. what if those people were receiving nasty grams in the mail? Uh, there are certain companies out there that will let you send some pretty disgusting items uh, <laughs> through the mail to somebody that you don't like. What wow. if they started receiving some... Yeah, let's start shipping them fertilizer. Yeah, that kind of thing. What if they <laughs> What if they received some things that made their life as a state representative, where they get paid $100 a year, mind you, here in New Hampshire, very undesirable to continue? I think that's a great yeah. idea. Make their lives a living hell, because that's what they've that's what done they're doing to, to us. us. Yes, right. absolutely. Uh, so apparently the police chief, the county commissioner, chair, uh, and, and such refused to comment on the case. But Polk County Police Chief Officer Kenny Dodd had no problem. Kenny Dodd needs a phone call. Had no problem <laughs> standing behind the move in an email to the news station. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dodd, he, needs a, uh, he needs a couple of tons of manure delivered to his house. <laughs> Yes, he does. Uh, In an email to the news station, Dodd cited several codes for kicking the family off of their own property, extorting them, and threatening to steal their property. According to WSB-TV, one states, Temporary buildings and trailers shall not be allowed in any district except when utilized for construction site contracting work. Another requires that single-family dwellings containing or must contain 1,200 square feet minimum. Oh, wow. Wow. So if you want to actually have a tiny home, isn't this something that's coming up in New Hampshire now? Where there, I, think, I think I've heard there's a proposal at the state house to essentially legalize tiny homes across the state because there are apparently some towns that do things like this where there's a certain minimum size right. oh, uh, wow. for building, like in the whatever zoning or codes that they have. Yeah. And it would actually allow people to build whatever home size they wanted. Yeah, I heard something similar, but I thought it was the other way around, where they're just trying to make it all illegal. Mm, okay, I'll have to check on it. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall specifically, but it would surprise me to see folks trying to legalize the tiny homes when it shouldn't be illegal in the first place. But uh, you know, towns do it to sort of protect them, but they don't want people living in tiny homes. We'll get poor people in our neighborhood, and that'll ruin our property values and etc. Anyway, Chief Dodd also referenced Section 700.03, which lists the purpose of the codes to include aesthetic values of land and property, WSB-TV reporting. So, yeah. 
Uh, it seems like they're so railroading. So our view is more important than your right to live. Seems to me they're railroading this guy. Yep. More free talk Railroad live is down. on the way. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. Go there now, click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find a cornucopia of information, neatly organized for your needs. If you're a knowledgeable crypto user, check out news.bitcoin.com where you can get the latest headlines. Bitcoin.com is your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a slick and easy-to-use website, all put together by the best minds in the business to teach you about cryptocurrency. Bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. It is Free Talk Live. The live call-in talk radio program where you can talk about anything that's on your mind. And we'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. The telephone number you need, though, is 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join the conversation. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And nobody. And this land's not your land. This land's not my land. (laughs) It's all taken from us by the IRS, man. (laughs) Not even the forest or even rainwater. This land doesn't belong to you or me. We've been talking about it this. It does if we're willing to take them out it out of it to keep to stop them from taking us off it. We were talking about this article from the Free Thought Project about a man who's basically kicked off of his own property for living on it, uh, albeit legally, according to his own research before he bought the property. And Ian, you had a follow up on that about uh, what's going on with tiny homes in the state of New Hampshire, and we'll get to that. Yeah, sure. We'll get to that in just a minute. But first, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Isaiah calling. Isaiah, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Can you guys hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, Hi, guys. How's it going? What's on your Um, mind? I just have a question for all three of you. So what is your opinion on mask wearing? Well, if you want to wear Are we talking about like Halloween masks or are we talking (laughs) about the masks that uh, a bunch of people are wearing now? You're talking COVID? No, no, no. The, the yeah, the COVID mask. My opinion is that if you would like to wear one, you should go ahead and wear one. However, mm. if you have any issue with anybody else not wearing one, well, you can go jump off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because the reason I ask that is because I'm autistic and masks are not like I have very, very horrible sensory issues mm-hmm. and. It's just it's just really hard for me to wear one, you know. It's just it's just ridiculously hard. You should stop. It's just like, oh yeah, trust me, I want to trust me. Why haven't you? Well, because I'll get in trouble and I'll get the cops. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where like, where are you calling from? Cali, California. So, oh God, what are you doing in California? So they don't respect uh, people who have medical exemptions there. Oh no, they don't. They, they, I've been looked at very weirdly for wearing a mask. They've actually threatened to call the cops on me like three times already for that. For not wearing you mean a mask? for not wearing a mask? Yeah, for not wearing one. And what would happen if the cops were called on you? 
they would kick me out or possibly arrest me because they're trying to make it a uh, a law here. Our governor is trying to make it a law here. Hmm. Hmm. Well, uh, where we are, you can have a medical exemption by just simply saying that you do. And usually um, people respect that. Although uh, this afternoon, uh, Bonnie said that when she went into one of the gas stations here uh, in Keene on West Street, and they told her to uh, that, that they would that she had to purchase a mask in order to stay in the store and wear it in the store, and they would not respect uh, her medical exemption. So she told them she would go get her gas elsewhere. And the next place we went, were, they were totally cool. In fact, that almost never happens up here. What happened to her today? In my experience. Isaiah, I had a question for you. Have you actually read the legislation or the piece of bureaucratic paperwork where they're calling for you to wear a mask and read through it to see if there is something in there about medical exemptions? Mm -mm, No, they've never sent me one at all. Like, they have never sent me one since this started. Right. Well, you can go on. You should be able to go online and find the actual mandate for the masks and have a read because my understanding is that most states have something written in there for medical exemptions. Now, obviously, it is up to the business owner. If they want to tell people who have medical issues that they don't want their business, I, I fully support their right to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, just but you have to remember when you go into a place, just because there's a sign on the door that says a thing doesn't actually mean that's what they that's what the business actually wants. It's what the business is saying to make people happy, to appease a certain group of really cowardly people who they believe are a large chunk of their business. So I was just down, uh, Bonnie and I took Mark to the airport today, and that was down in Connecticut. Now, Connecticut is a mask-crazy land. Uh, They're very, you know, there's like mask mandates across the state, and it's a bad place. But uh, there was a gas station that we went to, you know, we had to pee, so we went over to to a gas station that looked... You know, not not like a scuzzy one. So we went to one of the nicer looking uh, gas stations and there was a sign on the door that said masks required. I think it said no exemptions or, or it said medical exemptions will bring it out to you. So okay. they didn't want anybody going into the store without a mask. Bonnie went in. She had to go first. Uh, they didn't say anything to her while she mm. went to the bathroom and left. I went in. Uh, went to the bathroom. They didn't say anything to me on the way in, and I figured yeah, I'm going to put them to the test. I went and I grabbed a drink from the the cooler and walked up to the counter, and the lady checked me out, no problem. Uh-huh. She did say to me as I was leaving, "Oh, next time you'll need to wear a mask." And I said, "Oh, no, thanks. I don't do that." Yeah, it's and walked out. You're like me. It's common courtesy if you're on the road and you're traveling and you stop somewhere to use the bathroom that you should at least try. You know, if you got the money to, you know, drop a couple of dollars absolutely you know, at, at the place, it's it's a courtesy thing. For absolutely, me I'm thing. more than happy to do that. And uh, and so, you know, I didn't have any issue with that particular encounter, even in Connecticut, which is a a crazy mm. place for masks. So full of Connecticut Yankees. Yeah, but if they if they really want to be clear, if they're like if they come up to me and they say, you know we don't want you in here without a mask. And I say, well, I'm medically exempted. They say, we don't care. We don't want people who are medically exempt shopping with us. Then I'll say, okay. Mm. And I will walk out. I'll put, I'll put the items down that I had uh, been ready to purchase. I'll put it down and then I'll leave. Um, and that's fine. 
Isaiah, I just wanted to tell you as well, I don't know specifically how to find any of these in your area, but they do exist. There are groups of people mm-hmm. who uh, also do not enjoy masking. For, freedom Cells, try yes, them. Freedom yeah. Cells first. Uh, freedomcells.org, I believe, is uh, yep. the website. And also, then, peoplesrights.org, yep. which is an Ammon Bundy thing. Different ones seem to be bigger in different areas, so check them both out. Yeah, your best bet, though, of course, is to move physically to another place. If you're a liber- liberty-minded person you really ought to get out of california and and consider seriously uh, a migration to new hampshire oh yeah you definitely i i thank you for your guys's advice and you guys are doing an amazing job by doing your talk show i really respect you guys good luck appreciate appreciate it thanks Thanks. uh let's move on to we've got uh, dave in new hampshire calling dave you're on free talk live hey well i hope i hope this uh doesn't come off as virtue signaling but the uh you know there's this there's this concept that you should um, you should stand up for the rights of your enemies, um, and our enemies are you know in, in New Hampshire tend to be politicians. Uh, and something bad happened to politicians earlier this week. I don't know. I'm not sure if you heard about it. No, what? Have you, have you followed? Have you followed what what uh, the the, how, the Republican House Speaker did to the Democratic politicians at, in New Hampshire uh, around February 23rd? I have a story. A bit. Was this the meeting that they had uh, in the soccer stadium, or is this prior to that? Well, it it wasn't. It wasn't held at the state house. I'm not sure exactly where it was held. Is this the one where the Democrats uh, stormed out? Yes. Okay. I do have a story about that. I don't think we've discussed it on Free Talk Live yet, though. So, what about it? Okay. So, what happened is the Republican House Speaker Sherman Packard locked. Democrats into the house or into into the building where they were holding the meeting. <laughs> you mean like, like hey, closed but, the doors and turned the latches and physically locked them inside? Yeah. So, and I, I just that, to me that seemed like the Democrats referred to it as holding them hostage. And mm-hmm. in, in my mind, I think he's got a point. I think that they kind of were holding the Democrats hostage. Well, well okay. if the Democrats will promise not to hold me hostage. For uh, for my choices, then I'll support their right not to be held hostage. This is actually a pretty hilarious story, and if we get the chance, I'd I'd like to talk about it further. I've got, I've had this story, uh, and, and it involves these Democrats who are just out of their out of their minds. Uh, one of them actually wearing a uh, seriously unironically wearing a plague doctor's mask at this particular event. It's pretty ridiculous uh, what they did. And here's what I would say to what you you've brought up here, Dave, is that these people agreed to the rules of the house. And so this guy is just playing by the rules. Dave, do you want to hang on? Sure. Okay, stand by. We'll bring you back. 603-283-6160 is our phone number here in the studio. If you'd like to join the conversation, more Free Talk Live is coming up. Said, yeah, 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 it is Free Talk Live. Yeah. Money, money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the telephone number here is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. 
and Billy Idol was underrated. Billy Idol. <laughs> Idol. What about the Weird Al version? Wasn't it alimony, money? Oh, uh, I believe it was. I believe here it she was. comes now, wanting alimony. <laughs> <laughs> We had a caller, and we still have the caller. It's Dave in New Hampshire of the Ridley Report. And he called in to talk about the Democrats getting locked into the House. It's my understanding, Dave, that uh, the Republicans just locked everybody, not just the Democrats, into the House. That is, is that correct. Accurate? Yeah, that's that's correct. Uh, so, so yeah, they, they the, the Democrats left. Most mostly it was Democrats. Can you guys still hear me? Because yeah, you're breaking up. We yep. got gotcha. you. We got gotcha. you. Okay. So uh, the Democrats left to try and deny the Republicans a quorum. And uh, so when, like, they, I think when roughly half or two thirds of the Democrats had left, they that's roughly when they locked the doors, and that allowed the House to maintain a quorum enough to main enough to do votes. But now it didn't have enough Democrats in it for the Democrats to affect anything. Oh, so they no. pushed through a bill. <laughs> it's hilarious. I like the sound of this. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, <laughs> the bill they were voting on is a uh, an abortion bill. So oh, it's good the pro-lifers God. who uh, you know were doing things on this. But it's not the worst of abortion bills, that said. Can we just do late-term abortions but on politicians? Wasting that energy on an anti-liberty issue, oh, yeah, that's sad. Well, unfortunately, that's we sad. don't have enough people here yet. The libertarians are not the majority uh, in the state house, but there is a good liberty, uh, I don't know what you you call them, contingent, I suppose you could say. A liberty uh, block. In there. But do you want me to give you some details on this, uh, Captain? Because it's a really, it's an interesting story. Normally politics isn't very interesting. Lay it this on one's me, brother. particularly entertaining. And Dave, if you want to stay on, you know, you're, you're welcome to. Yeah, I, I actually wanted him to stay on to, you know, get his comments on this, the story. This story is from Christopher Maidment, who is actually worth noting who this, this reporter is. He's the guy who got ticketed outside of the governor's house two months ago or whatever it was remember when oh uh, yeah when nine people got tickets outside of including our listener and uh you know bill dominico yep uh christopher maidment was there to report on the protest right also received a ticket so the same guy is doing this reporting here uh he's in writing it over at nhjournal.com a last ditch attempt to stop a vote on an abortion related bill Left New Hampshire House Democrats locked out of the legislative process literally after they stormed out of session, leaving behind a temporary GOP supermajority. It was just one of many contentious moments at the House session held at the Sportsplex in Bedford on Wednesday. So first of all, this is so bizarre and so crazy. These state representatives, you know, there's so many cowardly state reps. They're not even willing to meet in the state house. They're demanding that they meet in a an actual like soccer field so there's a photograph here in the story mm-hmm. where you can see like a wide shot of the soccer field where they have you know there's 400 state reps okay uh-huh. so they've got like one chair and then six feet away or whatever there's another chair there's like a six foot radius at least around each chair spread out mm-hmm. across this entire stadium and, and we have a right to attendees don't we well that's what you would think but uh, right now they're having government in secret so no i don't believe anyone Kangaroo is attendees. Court. 
except now they may be streaming them online. I'm not sure about that. The day began with a photo of the 50,000-square-foot venue distributed by House GOP leadership demonstrating the wide spaces and social distancing available beneath the towering roof of the sportsplex. That didn't stop some House Democrats from decrying the allegedly life-threatening conditions. The state Democratic Party chairman praised members, quote, who risked their lives to attend. Pussy! A House Democratic staffer, Rachel Brady Cole, and at least one Democratic state rep even wore full-body PPE suits as the session began. Unironically. I've yes. considered yeah. arguing those, wearing one of those as a joke, but... These people no, managed serious. to be my joke without knowing it. And there's actually a woman here, uh, Nicole Klein-Knight, a Democrat from Manchester, who literally is wearing a plague doctor mask, also unironically. <laughs> Coward! Uh, a, uh, according to the announcement at the beginning of the session, there were 24 Democrats with excused absences, but just two Republicans. So the Republicans already had a majority in right. the sta- in the state house and the, now they have an even greater majority Excused because the absences they have to call the principal or something i guess thereby expanding their majority the, as republicans won vote after vote the frustration began to build after a pro-life bill easily passed and another was moved forward in the schedule democrats decided they'd had enough democratic leader rennie cushing said the democrats are going home now he announced to speaker sherm packard as a, and the speaker's a Republican. As Democrats rushed to leave the venue, it appeared their goal was to stop the Republicans from passing legislation by denying them a quorum. Without a quorum of 199 members, or one person less than half of the House, the only motion, uh, motion in order is to adjourn the body. So they couldn't continue if they lost the quorum. But Cushing miscalculated. By announcing his strategy, he gave the speaker the ability to act. Packard, invoking his powers as speaker to maintain the quorum, promptly ordered the doors locked. The quorum was maintained, though a number of Democrats defied the order and even state police to make it out of the venue. Did he say, by the power of Grayskull, when he invoked his powers? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But the point I'm making here is that... uh, they all agree to a bunch of these rules. So when you when you join as a state representative, there's House rules, which yeah. are different from the rules that people have to follow in the state house. So for a while, when the Democrats were in charge, they made a House rule that said state reps may no longer carry guns into the House chamber. We could carry guns but into the House chamber, right? but they couldn't. So now, of course, some of the state reps continued to conceal carry and, and broke these rules. Um, and what is the penalty for breaking the rules? Honestly, I don't know. Obviously, some some of these Democrats ignored the rule and still went through whatever guards were at the door anyway. Yeah. But apparently enough of them were too cowardly of the state police to actually go through the, the doors. <laughs> uh, Mr. Use their cowardice against them. Mr. Dave, your thoughts? So first of all, you know, no aggression, no grievance. If the House members, Democrat or Republican, want to act up by wearing certain types of clothing or whatnot or street theater, they're completely within their rights to do that. And second, we should not be comfortable with imprisoning people. Uh, you know, I am completely uh, comfortable horrendous. with it happening so. to the people who want to imprison us. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean if you live con- by the prison, you should die by the prison. Right. These people love the state, so they got a taste of it. There's this concept, you know, that goes back to Nelson Mandela of the Truth and Reconciliation Committee, where you, you know, and this also when they overthrew the Argentine dictators, the right-wing dictators there, this concept that you don't necessarily go on a witch hunt for the people who have committed abuses. You just get them out of power. 
right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's how they that's how they maintained the peace in Australia and South Africa after apartheid and after the Argentine dictators. Well, they, they changed their minds. They were South- merciful toward their oppressors. They changed their mind in South Africa. They're now killing people there for being white. Thanks for the call tonight, Dave. We appreciate it. There's more to the story, by the way, including a quote from a former advertiser here on Free Talk Live, who's now the state majority leader. We'll get to that and more. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live on the way. Do you feel like your nation, state, or community no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where people agree that liberty is important and are free to pursue their projects so long as they respect the property of others? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. Their social media links are at the upper right of the page at FreePrivateCities.com. All skill levels will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities opens. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build. FreePrivateCities.com Welcome back to Free Talk Live, everybody. Free Talk Live is the live call-in talk radio program where you can call in and talk about anything that's on your mind. Our telephone number here is 603-283-6160. And we generally talk about things from the perspective of freedom here on Free Talk Live. And we've been doing that, and we'll get back to that in just a minute. But I wanted to tell you that AnyPay 2.0 is here. And crypto payments are now faster than ever. If you're using Edge Wallet, Handcash, Bitcoin.com, or Dash Wallets, your experience should be smooth. But some wallets aren't quite ready for this impressive new technology. These wallet programmers need to hear from you, the wallet users. Visit AnyPayInc.com forward slash upgrade to learn why some popular wallets are incompatible with AnyPay 2.0 and reach out to the wallet programmers and encourage them to make payments perfect at anypayinc.com forward slash upgrade. And in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And nobody. And Ian, you were regaling us with this bit about the New Hampshire uh, lock-in, as it were. Yeah, uh, Dave Ridley called in to bring this up, and he seemed overly concerned with the uh, the plight of these poor, poor Democrats who... Uh, got locked into this what is now the state house in a soccer stadium in this insane COVID world where they're now keeping 400 state reps six feet away from uh, from one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so anyway, what happened was there was they were losing votes because they're in the minority, and there were 24 Democrats who didn't show up that day, so they're even more in the minority. Right. Uh, and so they were losing vote after vote, so they decided they were going to walk. And they all got up as a group and tried to leave. And the Speaker of the House, who has certain powers or whatever to continue, like it's their obligation to do the quote unquote people's business, which is a whole load of BS. But regardless, that's what they believe. He rolled a 30 die and invoked some powers. And he decided to lock the doors, supposedly, or somehow bar these state representatives from leaving. Well, still some, according to the article at NHJournal.com, were still able to get past the state police. Uh, The woman who wore the plague doctor's mask that we were talking about earlier, unironically, Nicole Klein Knight, posted on Twitter... All in caps. We busted through the police to leave. S just hit the fan. Speaker unlawfully locks us in the sportsplex. 
Well, was it unlawful or was it part of the rules? This speaker has the ability to keep a quorum, to maintain a quorum so they can continue doing their quote unquote business. And he saw, he was told that they intended, the Democrats intended to stop the quorum, to end the quorum. Right. And so he just invoked that rule. State Republican Majority Leader Jason Osborne. Mm-hmm. You guys know him? Yes. Yeah, he's a state. He's a he's the majority leader. That means he's the highest ranking Republican besides the Speaker of the House. Okay. This guy's a free stater. So he's hmm. actually a former advertiser here on Free Talk Live. If it weren't for Jason Osborne, we might not even be here today. He was an angel advertiser on Free Talk Live in, in some of our earliest days. Uh, thank you, Sakel CAI, which was his business at the time. Nice. Uh, for supporting this show. So he's been playing the game, and he's gotten himself into a fairly influential role as a result. Anyway, he had this to say, quote, I'm disappointed, but I suppose I'm not surprised over the highly juvenile antics by House Democrats. Rather than doing their job in debating the legislation before the House, they abandoned their responsibility to their constituents only because legislation they disagreed with passed. The last two years, Republicans were in the minority, and we know it's not fun to lose on legislation we felt passionate about, but we continually showed up to do our job. We never took our ball and went home, leaving our constituents hanging. This was an embarrassing display of pettiness, and I hope their constituents take notice. House Republicans will continue to show up and do our job, unquote. After nearly an hour of further delaying tactics, including parliamentary inquiries, inquiries of the chair, roll calls, and ruling challenges, the almost entirely Republican body voted to approve a measure that requires infants born alive to receive medically appropriate and reasonable care and treatment. So as far as abortion bills go, it's, you know, not the most objectionable of them. Meanwhile, the same... Yeah, I mean, once you've taken first breath... Yeah. yeah, you're pretty much alive. Meanwhile, the same Democrats who had demanded to leave the session in order to avoid voting were now demanding to be allowed back in to cast their votes. No, no, no. We, we, meant, we, meant, we meant we wanted to be in. Wait, let us back in. One Democrat who remained inquired of Packard where, his pur- where in his purview he could keep members from coming back once the doors were locked, citing a New Hampshire Constitution article that prohibits police from detaining members on their way to session. The speaker cited his constitutional authority to lock the chamber doors and eventually ruled one Democrat member dilatory for intentionally delaying laying house business quote these dilatory tactics will not be tolerated anymore he told what remained of the third largest english-speaking legislative body in the world some democrats announced or denounced the speaker's decision to lock the doors at least one comparing it to being quote held hostage republicans reminded democrats that last march as the covid pandemic began and the nhgop was in the majority democrats oversaw a session that started at 9 a.m on march 12th and didn't end until nearly 4 a.m the next day all with few GOP complaints and no walkout. During that session, uh, the speaker at the time, who was a Democrat, had the sergeant-at-arms lock the doors late in the evening to maintain a quorum, even without the Republican minority attempting to take their ball and go home. So this isn't unprecedented. This has happened before. So what's the difference between this and a filibuster? A filibuster is where you prevent... A, a vote from occurring by continuing to debate on it. And the thing is, it requires right, they just go a on and on and on and two-thirds on. majority to close debate on an issue, even though it only takes a 50% majority uh, to win the vote once it comes. Okay. So you can prevent a vote that you can't win by denying the 
majority that is not a super majority the closure of the vote but in order to or the closure of debate but in order to do that you have to keep talking okay and so uh rand paul did that famously one time uh he did a he did a very good one yeah i, can't, I, I think can't i remember, remember the, the news clip on that where it was just and he just kept going and going and going and going and going yep. yeah yeah uh, so what that's the, the story what's the, that's that's the end result yep. okay well, so it's it's at the very least it's an interesting situation that uh, that has brewed up in the the New Hampshire State House. Can can mm. somebody introduce a bill that calls for late term abortions on anybody who's a politician? Oh, man, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how late you know how late does a late term abortion have to be? Yeah, can it be just you know as late as possible? You know, I know most of the politicians are. I aged support people. abortion for the first ninety trimesters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh well you know i mean at least these politicians are i don't know not you know messing with people while they're going through this sort of rigmarole well i mean that's the fighting, that's the reason you know. they're there is to mess with people I, I know but i'd prefer them to play stupid games against each other mm. than against the general population yeah but, you know, think of the things that the Republicans could have done while they had that supermajority. They could have repealed every gun law in the state, but they didn't. They could have, they legalized- could have repealed every tax in the state. But they didn't. Could have legalized marijuana. Well, no, they they couldn't. Uh, nobody because they didn't have the legislation in front of them. They can't introduce the legislation in that that time frame that has to be done in like august oh okay. so if Too you want to have a repeal of all the gun laws what you ought to do is reach out to the liberty reps and ask them to put that bill in okay speaking of the liberty reps and putting bills in when's new hampshire gonna get you know off the pot as it were and get well on the pot with the legalization of marijuana i don't want to see it legalized i just rather see at the end of prohibition well yeah. okay whatever Whatever form it takes, yeah. I'm I'm down with. I honestly don't know what has been put forward in this uh, particular session. It just the seems New to me that if we have Liberty Folk, you know, in these positions, that that would be one of the first things. Yeah. Last year, they did have a bill that was for further decriminalization of marijuana as well as other drugs. Yeah. Uh, so to take felonies down to misdemeanors, that kind of thing. Right. And misdemeanors down to violations. Um, that I believe that didn't get anywhere because because of COVID. So I don't know where it sits I, for this I year. I thought the coward Sununu vetoed it never made yeah. it out of more free the, talk live is on the way house. Yes, it is. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you'd like to join the conversation, the telephone number in the studio is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And it's Ian. And nobody. And I was mentioning during the break here, that this may be an historic episode of Free Talk Live because we managed to get the words defibrillator 
and filibuster mentioned in this evening's program. Indeed. And I don't know if that's ever been done before. Nobody believes you. Great, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we have more on the story? Are you talking about the state reps? Yes. No. Okay. No, nope. right. that's, uh, okay. that's it. Time for a segue, you say. Well... Well, you know, one of, one of those little uh, two-wheeled carts. Yeah, I still have people. the tiny homes, if you wanted to talk about Yes, that. Oh, the yeah, tiny we homes. Talk about the tiny homes. Let's talk about that. Which does have to do with the state reps, because it, it is a bill that they are considering mm. in, the, uh, in the state house. Well, and but it has more to do with the prior story about the people getting thrown off their land Correct. because they, the, wanted the, to they couldn't afford RV. a big enough house. Which right. was in Georgia. Yep. Um, although that said... You know, before we say, oh, it can't happen here in the free state of New Hampshire. Well, it's not free here. There's all kinds of little tyrants yeah, around here. Uh, friend of the show and state representative Mike Sylvia just to prove to you that not even the state reps are immune from this crap. Uh, he was actually allegedly living in an RV on what he thought was his property as well as in the garage. He had bought a, a house or what was a house. He bought a, he bought a lot that had had a home on it that had mm-hmm. burned down. Okay. But the garage had not burned The down. garage remained. So he got a good deal on yep. this piece of property, and he parked an RV on the property, and during the wintertime, a code enforcer spotted smoke coming from the chimney on the garage. And he, I guess, scoped the house out some more and thought he saw Mike Sylvia walking into the RV in the middle of wintertime, which means he must be living on the property, and he doesn't oh have a permission gosh. slip to live in his RV on his own property, nor in the garage because there's no bathroom. I, I so think therefore, I this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote about it over at freekeen.com. Uh, it happened a couple of years ago. In fact, I think nobody you went with uh, with yeah, me to the I was court at the hearing. trial. There was a trial. He lost, uh, <sighs> sadly. And so we anyway. should find that code enforcer and start just going by his house and finding anytime something's left outside. I'm sure that's a violation of a city code. Call yeah, the they, police. They won't do anything about it. They'll just ignore it. When, they'll use discretion when it comes to the, one of their own. So it's sort of you know, we've seen this happen here. This yeah. has happened here. Yeah. It's happened. At Mike, Mike Sylvia, by the way, is an A plus rated state rep in the state house. He is. He actually a couple of years ago won the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance award for most liberty oriented rep. Okay. Of all the four hundred state reps, and he's a Free Talk Live uh, longtime listener and supporter. So wow. Thank you, Mike, for uh, for your service. He was actually at the there was a, a gathering at Fun Spot, which is a massive arcade here in New Hampshire, supposedly the largest in the world. He was hanging out there over the weekend. Nice, so all around good guy. He came to your four twenties and smoked up uh, yeah. on the state house steps. Yeah, one year he told me he'd come if I wore a suit, so I wore a tux. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he smoked. Got a great picture of Mike Sylvia with a with a joint in his mouth at this event. So right. this is this is our kind of state rep. Anyway, uh, New Hampshire is now considering a bill, according. to to ConcordMonitor.com's Anna Brown at Citizens Count that would require towns to allow tiny houses alongside single-family homes. Supporters envision a future where tiny house aficionados flock to New Hampshire, bolstering our workforce. Opponents are concerned about the erosion of local control and property values. Yeah, I don't want to be controlled by the government, local, state, or federal. So I'm all I'm right. all about erosion of yes, local please. control. Right. There are way too many places where they treat much like the story earlier, uh, the tiny home folks, uh, as if they are 
you know, some sort of a criminal for right. existing on their own land. Well, the uh, the story you, you can't have. afford enough a big enough house, therefore you must be homeless. The story you had had a minimum of twelve hundred square foot in order for it to be con- considered in Georgia uh, a, a home. Well, in that in that mm-hmm. county. Uh, yeah, that was one of the things. But uh, the you can read the rest of the story, of course, on our social media. Uh, but in that story, basically, what was happening is they were throwing uh, different statutes or different line items from different places at this one guy. None of which applied because it, it turns out that the guy did his research accurately, and he should have been legally okay to be there mm-hmm. with his RV and that kind of a thing. But uh, wow. they decided him. it didn't help him though. No. So a tiny house is generally 100 to 400 square feet. A tiny house can sit on a foundation or on a trailer. Some tiny houses are equipped with full kitchens and plumbing, while others are designed to live off-grid with composting toilets. Tiny homes have gained popularity as affordable and eco-friendly housing options over the past decade. However, many towns, counties, and states have zoning laws or building codes that require houses to have a minimum square footage. Tiny houses on wheels may be categorized as RVs and unsuitable, according to the government. Right. at least for year-round living in 2016 well, it's a lot better than being homeless yeah you know people or, are always saying what's the government going to do about homelessness maybe the government should just stop making people homeless yeah yeah absolutely and another thing is that you know george carlin points out that the homeless person isn't really they're houseless right and we've seen time and time again when somebody steps up and decides to provide shelters Right, tiny homes, if you will, for some of these homeless people of their own volition on a, as a charitable contribution, and the state comes in and takes them all down. They tear them down and they get yeah. rid of them because they weren't approved. Yeah. Well, the state thrives on poverty, on homelessness, on all kinds of suffering and misery. That's what the state requires to justify its existence, and therefore that's what the state creates. Agreed. In 2016, New Hampshire passed a law that enabled municipalities to permit small, quote, detached accessory dwelling units, unquote, next to regular homes, but not every town opted in. Towns can also set their own minimum dimensions for accessory dwelling units. And that's because sometime in the past, the state representatives allowed towns to create zoning laws. And that's where all these problems came from. Uh, because New Hampshire, for those that aren't familiar, is a is not a what they call a home rule state. So in a home rule state, towns and cities can pass all kinds of ordinances that they want to. Basically, it doesn't matter what they what they say. They can in just a, make up whatever they like. Right. In a non home rule state like New Hampshire, the only thing that towns and cities can pass, in theory legally is something they've been authorized to pass by the state now you say to yourself well that means that the state is centrally controlling things centrally central control is bad in the case of the state not necessarily not in a not in a state like new hampshire which is generally a smaller government state than other states generally Mm -hmm. it's hard to pass new laws here so it's actually beneficial to have this central control because it tells the little tyrants in the towns you can't do that you can't yeah. pass this. But sadly, they did tell them you can have zoning, and now some towns have zoning. In right. fact, most of them do, and that's why these tiny houses are illegal. So this would essentially be telling the towns that have zoning, hey, you can have your zoning, but you can't tell these people they can't have their tiny homes. Right. So it would give, the, it would give a carve-out, mm. uh, essentially. Now, that's not what we want. We want to abolish zoning completely, right? right? Yes, that's right. But it's a step. It's a step. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction. 
So Brianna O'Brien of Hampton Falls became a bit of a poster child for the New Hampshire tiny house movement after she tried to live in a tiny house on her parents' property. The Zoning Board of Adjustment denied her occupancy permit for a few reasons, including the tiny house did not meet the town's definition of a detached accessory dwelling unit. O'Brien was forced to abandon the tiny house. This year, three New Hampshire representatives, two Republicans and a Democrat, are sponsoring Bill HB 588, which would welcome tiny houses to New Hampshire. It would require towns to allow standalone tiny houses anywhere they allow single-family homes. So it doesn't now, take this away- would fix Mike Sylvia's problem, would it not? It would depend on how they define tiny house. So uh, let's go on. Uh, tiny house anywhere they allow single family homes. So they're not going to make it so that it overrides all the zoning laws in that you wouldn't be able to build a tiny house next to a commercial district. But right. in a place where homes are already allowed, so would tiny homes. If a municipality allows attached, excuse me, detached accessory dwelling units, the bill would require the town to accept tiny houses under the same terms. The bill establishes various other requirements for tiny houses. For example, they have to follow fire codes. If it's on a trailer, the trailer must be licensed, registered, and inspected. So maybe that answers your question that mm. if it's on a trailer, it might be okay. Uh, lastly, the bill requires towns and cities to pass zoning laws to address tiny home parks, a group setting of at least four tiny houses. This is a repeat of a bill from last year, which died during the coronavirus shutdown. Wow, something died during the coronavirus. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, and I wonder what happens if you put three tiny homes in a place. But, you know, we don't need to get into that. Yeah. The control what do you get when you gather two crows? What? Attempted murder. Attempted murder. <laughs> 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Look, I'm sorry, but you're in for a world of pain if you use Coinomi. The reason is their wallet doesn't support payments. The solution is simple. Let them hear your voice. Message Coinomi on Twitter. It takes five seconds and tell them any pay sent you because they're on the fence right now. And your voice will prove that people care about using Bitcoin for payments. Go tweet at Coinomi now or even better, leave a review in the app store. They really pay attention there. Thanks. Free Talk Live. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Is this Free Talk Live? I believe so. Okay. Thanks for asking, because I wasn't sure myself. (laughs) (laughs) If only somebody would tell us, like, right at the re-intro of the program, every time when the music is playing, whether or not this was or was not Free Talk Live. That might be helpful. It would. I'll try to remember to do that for every segment. From here on out. Yes, it is. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. We'll get to your calls in just a moment. Uh, in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And nobody. And, well, let's just go right to it, shall we? We've got Jeff calling from Massachusetts, I believe. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going, man? Good. What's hey. on your mind? All right. Hey, I just wanted to interject on the, you know, the small houses you were talking about. Um, I got some, you know, expertise into that because I got to see them firsthand, you know, um, 
I assume you you've seen you know how they've been going up in uh, L.A. You know, and there's uh, people living on tents on the streets, like all over like Venice and um, even in parts of Beverly Hills. Yeah, I'm familiar with some of that. I was in Seattle, Washington for well over 20 years up until a couple of years ago when I moved to New Hampshire. I stay the hell out of California. But they certainly have uh, tent cities and homeless everywhere, and folks have tried to build them shelters that are very similar to tiny homes, if not tiny homes themselves, and the government keeps coming in and saying, no, you can't do that. Well, you know what happens first from what I've noticed is they these, these little tiny houses, which are way more attractive-looking and you know, go with the neighborhood than these ratty tents and sheets and, you know, just the filth that comes with them. Those are allowed to stay. But these these little houses, if they're across from a NIMBY, these, a NIMBY with money. That means not in my backyard. will get these, they will get, those are the people who get the government to get rid of them because they are their, you know, part of their big donor base. And I saw that happen firsthand because two of my best friends were living in um, tiny manufactured homes um, on the Venice-Santa Monica line. Mm-hmm. And uh, a next uh, neighbor across the street, she wouldn't have it. You know, she's, you know, we all called her Miss Nimby. Okay. The multimillionaire. Uh. You know, that's where it's, I mean, that's really where it starts. You know, they listen to who gives them money, and then they go from there. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What, how, how do you solve that? Just find ways to make that person's life a living hell until they stop calling the calling the police or maybe call call in a SWAT raid on the NIMBY. Say they're say they've got drugs in their house and bring in a SWAT team to to, to I kill was, them. I personally was ready to burn her house down because she was such a you know what. Yeah. But I didn't want to go to prison. Yeah. Well you know that, I mean? they're not but, worth it. Uh, oh my gosh, man. It was it just you know, the ha- it's just the divide between the haves and the have-nots. Yeah, and well, it's I, not going to get any better. I know that the uh, they call it in the Seattle, Washington area. They call it Tent City, and what happens to it is that it keeps moving. So somebody will volunteer some plot of land, and all the homeless people can move all their tents there. And they're being managed by some government entity where they send in people who try and help them, you know, get on their feet, get into real apartments, and you know all that kind of stuff. But this tent city keeps moving because of what you're talking about, which is the NIMBY. So it'll arrive in somebody's backyard for a while, and then all the homeless will, you know, come and go whenever you know they have to or want to. And then eventually the neighborhood will get tired of it, or somebody in the neighborhood will, and they'll be like, no, we got to get rid of this thing. And so then somebody else feels sorry for them and says, okay, well, you could come over to our community, and then they move into that community, and then they get tired of them after a period of time. So Tent City itself keeps moving all from they do community is to community. Put a I mean, that's all it is. They just put Band-Aids on it. They don't go after the roots of this problem, right. well, and they the don't root- want to invest in it. I mean, the, the, the short-term costs are too much. They'd rather pay more over the long term, mm. you know. The actual like, solution know. would cost absolutely nothing. 
the actual solution is remember that the uh, property rights regime of Western society comes from the second treatise on government by John Locke, who writes mm-hmm. that it it is okay to to appropriate land to my exclusive use so much as, so long as as much and as good let, remains for others to expropriate so as soon as the government claimed all of the unclaimed land and said nobody can ever homestead this then every single private piece of property private property in the country became invalid and so the solution the is get the government up off families. that land. Yep. Yeah, that's, I didn't hear I what mean, you were saying. I was still talking. Sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. I mean, that's who's avoiding, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, I mean, there's this, this, you know, if you're a landowner, I mean, it's, it's like we're back there, you know, feudalism, you know, back, you know, when was that, in the Middle Ages? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I mean that's you know that could be I mean, we were headed you know was you know land issues. I mean even mm-hmm. public property. I mean I grew up on Cape Cod. I grew up in the army, yeah. and the the homeless shelter in Hyannis, it was like eighty people, and then they eliminated half of them because uh, neighbors are complaining. Jeez. So yeah. they had nowhere to go. They eliminated the them? Here in Keene, the, uh, the homeless people so, were actually building a shanty in uh, the woods nearby one of the shopping centers with the mm-hmm. blessings of the shopping center owner. The guy who owned the property on which they were building this was like, it's fine with me. They're they're over here. They're in the woods. It's They can have their little shanty. no problem. Yeah, they weren't causing any problems. And the city government, this was like, I don't know, 20... Uh, 12 years ago at least it was a while back but the city government said well, well but you can't be building you don't have a permit this isn't up to fire code you're gonna have to take this thing down so they went in and they destroyed these people why they go after the homeless and the poor as their cash cow you know what i mean well, they're not a cash cow. They obviously. do it because if there weren't any homeless people, the government would have no excuse to exist. So they have to keep people homeless and helpless so that we still keep paying our taxes. But you mentioned the feudalism. The main difference between now and feudalism is during feudalism, they had kingdoms run by kings and counties run by counts. And now we have countries. different types of peasants now yeah hey thanks for the call tonight jeff we appreciate it uh yeah we certainly do and we know who runs the countries and it's it's true and it's not you know you and i it's not the people the people is an artificial construct that they get you to believe because the will of the people doesn't really exist oh now you're now you're verging into nietzsche the government is the coldest of cold monsters coldly it lies and this lie falls from its lips that i the government am the people people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah a lot of people buy that crap and it's just it's just not true it's demonstrably not true no it's well I mean, there can't, it's us and them. There, there mm-hmm. can't be a will of the people because no. 
People are different. Yeah, everybody's different. Everybody's an individual. Everybody thinks differently, feels differently, has different needs, wants, and desires. Which is why we just can't get along with everybody. We cannot come together. You're not supposed to. Uh, Mm -hmm. No, of course not. But yet, you know, people keep trying to make this union work, and it's time for it to end. It's time for secession now. NIMBYs have every right to exist, but not in my backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I miss George Carlin. I wish he was alive. I I could really use to hear... A you know, hour and a half HBO comedy special on his commentary on what's going on today. There's nobody like him. You know, well there wasn't. R I P, Mr. Carlin. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Do you have a solution for the homeless? Give us a call. Adam Homestead or arm the poor. Let us know your thoughts. We've got more Free Talk Live on the way. Welcome back to Free Talk Live, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. In case nobody was wondering, it is Free Talk Live. Yes, it is. The live call-in talk radio program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. Our telephone number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. If you'd like to join us, that is the number you should dial in the studio tonight it's myself the captain it's ian and nobody and uh fork fest 2021 is coming up yay all right i'll be there i i made a we'll call it a partial reservation today for the time off that i know that i have mm-hmm. and then i plan to expand that should my my other time off come through but at any rate uh, you can join liberty-minded voluntarists anarchists or libertarians and or libertarians from June 28th through July 4th for ForkFest 2021 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and ForkFest is decentralized, which means no one is in charge. It also means there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 28th through July 4th. Where better to celebrate Independence Day? than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can relax and enjoy the camaraderie of like-minded people, or you can create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. If you're planning an event for ForkFest, be sure to let others know in advance. You can connect with fellow ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, ForkFest.party. Mark your calendar for June 28th, through July 4th, 2021, and we'll see you at ForkFest.Party. I'm looking forward to it. Nobody thinks that's a good idea, and nobody's going to show up. I'm glad. (laughs) Or am I? (laughs) Uh, Segue. I don't have a really good segue, but I know here on Free Talk Live, one of the most hated areas... Hated might be a stronger. One of the most tyrannical areas consistently is New York. 
New York City. Oh, yeah. New York City. New York. <laughs> and I thought uh, <laughs> somehow this article from GQ.com uh, made its way into my purview. And it states, the most ambitious effort yet to reform policing may be happening in Ithaca, New York. Okay. Ithaca, known as a lefty town, college town. So we've been hearing all about, you know, this police reform stuff or, uh, you know, defund the police and all this kind of thing. So I'm not sure. When I read through this article, I came away thinking, I don't know if this is going to be, you know, some form of progress in defunding you know or ending police as we know it or if it's going to be one of these things that fails immediately and everybody points at it and goes see it doesn't work hmm. you know mm. i i'm not you know i'm not quite certain but uh mayor svante i'm i may be pronouncing that wrong svante myrick's new proposal would replace the city's existing police department with a department of community solutions and public safety intended to reduce the involvement of armed officers in disputes. It's been nine months since the George Floyd protests thrust defund the police and other abolitionist rhetoric into the mainstream political discourse, yet the results have been meager so far. While some municipalities have sliced significant chunks from their police budgets, $150 million in both Los Angeles and Austin, Texas, a Bloomberg News review found that about half of the nation's Largest cities saw their 2021 police budgets either increase or stay the same. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. Of those departments that have cut back police funding, the Associated Press found uh, defunding has been modest, not monumental. Yet even as mainstream political operatives have declared the concept a political loser, just last week President Biden reiterated his opposition to defunding during a CNN town hall. <laughs> Surprise, yeah. surprise. Interestingly enough, he opposes everything that his supporters support. Strange, it, isn't it? It's, I mean, not not to me. Except for not being Trump. He isn't Trump. That's the one thing that he does that they want him to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say anything to get elected, do anything to stay in. You know, that's how it goes. Uh, a handful of cities have significantly re-examined the role of their police. In Berkeley, California, armed officers no longer conduct traffic stops or respond to mental health and homelessness calls. Portland ended the deployment of school resource officers, long linked to the criminalization of black and brown youth and the so-called school-to-prison pipeline. And now in a proposal announced today, the mayor of Ithaca, New York, will attempt the most radical reimagining of policing in the post-George Floyd era so far, abolishing the city's police department as currently constructed and replacing it with a reimagined city agency. In a nearly 100-page report obtained by GQ, Mayor Myrick will propose replacing the city's current 63-officer, $12.5 million-a-year department with a Department of Community Solutions and Public Safety, quote-unquote which would include armed public safety workers and unarmed community solution workers, all of whom will report to a civilian director of public safety instead of a police chief. Under the proposal, all current officers would have to reapply for a position within the newly created department. So um, they're going to change the name of cops. Yep. And... 
Well, they're going to not have a police chief. Uh, and they're going to change the name of the gonna, bureaucrat. Well, instead, they're going to have a civilian, which is different. A police chief is normally a career cop. Right. If they're actually hiring a civilian who's never been a cop to be um, the director of par- public safety, that might be an improvement because to them, it's not normal just to beat people down because they but disagree will be, with them. But it will um, be. It's only a matter of time before that's normal to them because it's still going to be a bureaucrat who has total monopoly control over whatever this department is going to look like, this renamed police department. Color me skeptical. You know, you still yeah, got a monopoly right. here, yeah, and yeah. and power does what it does, and it's going to corrupt whoever this person is. Yeah. Well, they'd be a lot better off just letting, you know, each individual decide who they will pay to protect them. Yeah. I like the idea of the unarmed folks, right? I, I don't think people responding to you know, mental crises, you know, all sorts of things that these armed thugs show up to. I think it would be a lot Psychiatric nurses better. almost never carry guns. Right. Um, and so, you know, people responding to that type of a thing should not be armed, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's free market or not, right? You know, it's yeah. you know, it's too much. There, there's too much temptation, I think, for, you know, everything looks like a nail when you're a hammer. You know, if you're a policeman and you're wearing the badge, you're all gung-ho about your power on your power trip. And if somebody doesn't do what you say, you're very quick to use that gun on the other individuals, as we've seen repeatedly throughout time. Yeah, see, if I was doing that, I like the idea of sending out a trio, two unarmed guys in the start in front, one armed guy in the back just to kind of cover them. 603-283-6160. More on this idea out of New York. Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, voluntarius.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, The Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack publications, libertyunderattack.com slash voluntarius. People on the radio. What are they talking about? Where are they from? Is it Free Talk Live? When did they start doing this? Why would they continue to do so? And how is it <laughs> that. Why hasn't anybody stopped them? <laughs> and how is it that huh, somebody put me in front of this microphone? Uh, all those questions can be answered and more here on Free Talk Live. Whether they will or not remains to be seen. But it is Free Talk Live. In case you missed it, it is Free Talk Live. That's the name of the show, Free Talk Live. Our telephone number is 603-283-6160. We'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. We've got some callers on hold. Uh, In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. It's Ian. And nobody. And we've been talking about this article from GQ about a newly proposed reform of the police department in Ithaca, New York, of all places. And uh, we could talk more about that, of course. But first, 
Let's go to the Anarcho Republican. Anarcho hey, Re- I love that uh, Nietzsche uh, quote there. So oh, thank you. Better, I think he was an anarcho Christian. Uh, he was not a Christian, I don't believe, but he was definitely oh, no, an anarchist. He was a spooky antichrist. But anyway, that was, that sounds very anarcho-Christian to be honest. A beautiful quote. Well done. What's Thank on your mind? Sent, sent, ting, sent the Holy Spirit tingles down my spine. Hey, um, what I wanted to talk about was well, the answer for the homeless is obvious. We used to say it back in the punk rock days: eat the rich. That's the best thing we could do. I think Liz Cheney would be particularly tasty. She's been fattening herself up well, on that. Uh, what's wrong with people who are rich? I mean, there's nothing wrong with people who are wealthy if, if they've actually yeah. achieved their wealth through voluntary means by actually making something valuable in the marketplace. Uh, it was just something dumb we used to say in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the 70s and 80s, Ian. Okay, yeah. See, I don't I definitely, what I do I think wanna... is Hello? eat the government. Okay. Are you guys there still? Yep, we're yes. right here, loud and clear. Okay, I thought you cut me loose. Anyway, no. I wanted to tell you, you're talking about this new type of police force, you know, this leftist version of the wokey doke police. But <laughs> yeah. you got to be careful. Have you have you guys seen the movie Wild in the Streets? No. Are you familiar with that movie? No. What is it? Mm-mm. It's like George Orwell. It's like 1984 on LSD. It was a psychedelic movie. And what happens is the young people, this pop star becomes the Republican president. And what he does is he outlaws old people, gets them all hot, gets them on acid, sends them to concentration camps. But it's the same sort of thing. The wokey doke police take over. It's the same. It doesn't. It's all power is power. It sounds like the a movie I would have seen, but I don't remember it. <laughs> it's got oh, it's a beauty. It's it's got a great song. It's got a great song too. It's a bit the, the title of it and everything. Wild in the streets. You can get it on. I'm sure you can get it on. And you can get it. You probably can pirate it. You guys are good at that. Sort of thing. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll bit turned it. Definitely. Yeah, but oh, it's got Shirley. It's got Shirley, um, the fat Shirley lady from the '60s. She she's the dude's mother, and she she just you know clings to him, and he hates her, and oh boy, and uh, it's it's a trippy movie. Okay, so Great. how does this apply to what we're talking about with the uh, well, you know. this new police force yeah. that they're talking about? It's no it's no different than that. It's just a different. It's just. The left is is a tyr- it's a tyranny that they're ju- it's the same thing. Only that what they'll do is they'll hunt down Trump supporters maybe instead. You know. Uh, well, I mean, you know, left and right are both tyrants. People, they'll, beat, they'll be beating up your uncle with a red hat on instead of beating up black guy dudes. They'll be beating up your uncle with a red hat on. Well, you know maybe I mean? we should not beat up anybody and, you know, or well, not yeah, be right. forced well, to pay hey. for anybody to be beaten because certainly the police, which do, you know, they do beat and murder all sorts of people, including minorities, on a regular basis, and they should stop doing that because, you know, we don't need to have government-provided murdering scum. There's enough murdering scum in the world already. Um, but at this, Nobody you know, agrees with that. Nobody agrees with that. Nobody agrees anyway, with that. <laughs> but anyway, when I, you're right, but, they, but I'd say just don't fall for the wokey doke is all I'm trying to tell you. Don't fall for yeah. the wokey doke fellas. Hey, it's been great. Check oh, out I don't think movie. any of us are falling for most. it. Check Wild in the Streets. You'll dig it the most. Thanks. I'll check it out. Thanks yes, for the I, call. I don't think any of us are, are falling for this. I'm not, at least. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, no, like I said, like, uh, you know, I think that this is going to turn out to be one of those things where they go, see, we tried to reform it, but it didn't work. 
So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. now we got to just do it the way we've always have been. Or, or I think you'll see that they make all these changes, and then when all is said and done, they make, a, they make a big to-do about it, and they get all these accolades. Oh, you made so many great changes, and then, you know, three years later or a year later or whatever, we'll find out that they're still cracking heads uh, on the pavement uh, in Ithaca. I don't know. I mean, maybe the Ithaca police weren't even that bad to begin with. I don't know, because, yeah. like, up here, they're not the worst in the world. In College team. town police right. don't tend to be that bad because, you know, a lot of college students have rich parents who get very upset if they're murdered. And so, you know, the college towns tend to hire uh, police that are less murder-prone than your average cop. Right. Now, when I read through this, I was surprised to see the analysis of the like the types of calls and their responses and this goes on to say ipd that's ithaca police department spends one-third of its time responding to calls for service that essentially never leads to arrests myrick wrote mm-hmm. in the report's introduction those calls as well as a majority of patrol activity can and should be handled by unarmed community solution workers well trained in de-escalation and service delivery again this all sounds you know like where does this come from Why is a politician talking about these things? Uh, This will allow our new public safety workers to focus on preventing, interrupting, and solving serious crime. If the proposal is approved, calls for service will be evaluated to determine whether an armed or unarmed respondent is necessary or another public agency altogether would be best to respond. Mental health calls would be outsourced to a standalone unit of social workers based on the CAHOOTS program. I have no idea what the CAHOOTS program is. I'll bet they're in cahoots with somebody. Which was pioneered in Eugene, Oregon. The goal ultimately is to have far fewer encounters between citizens and armed government agents. Now, if that's actually what they do, then this is laudable, if that's the case. Right. Uh, There have been many times where people have been having a mental health issue, and men with guns show up, and they do not make that situation better. Right. Yeah, I saw a video of a mother being killed in front of her two children. Yeah, uh, because she was having a mental uh, mental health issue, and she was a little bit paranoid. And somehow, men showing up with guns didn't, didn't make, make her better, feel yeah. any more comfortable. Right? There what was, a shock! There was another article I had in news prep. I didn't I didn't put it up today, but uh, there was another person who was kneeled upon by a police officer while he was having a mental health episode and he died yeah. as well this well. again this could be done better uh, i mean i'm skeptical just because it's a monopoly system and I it's share going to be crappy because of that yeah. but if it does result in fewer armed men and women showing up at situations where it's not necessary to have a man with a gun show up which is probably a large chunk of the most. calls to yeah. the police right like somebody stole a thing you don't need to have an armed guy come and take a report right to file with the insurance company right if there's a if there's a an accident on the road do you really need to have you know, somebody with a gun come and take a report for the insurance company in you that particular not. case. So I'm sure there's a lot of these calls that uh, the police with, with guns don't really need to be at. All of the calls where you say, oh, abolish the police, but what are you going to do when you need somebody to show up three hours later, shrug, and do nothing? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the article continues, everyone wants the police to perform better when they show up. Everybody wants that. What this plan is saying is that we also want the police to show up less. And that's a radical thing for a city and a mayor to do. 
Myrick33 told me in an interview Sunday. While it may have been possible to push for similar reforms within the current department, Myrick said the entrenched culture would make them impossible to fully implement. In recent years, the city has battled with the police union over discipline for problem officers, including one officer who was caught on body camera bragging about dragging a handcuffed suspect down a set of stairs, and another, uh, you know, these examples go on and on. Being normal cops. Indeed. 603-283-6160. Is police reform possible? Yes, it's the final segment of Free Talk Live, the Monday night edition. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. Uh, in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Ian. And nobody. And I want to take a minute to say thank you to Al Aloka. Al is a silver level amplifier. <laughs> it's Alaloka. Alaloka. Oh, it's all ca- it's Al. A, it's Aloka. actually a female. Uh, well, okay. Alaloka. Alaloka. <laughs> it's a silver level Living amplifier. Living Vida Loca. Yeah. I can't. I can't assign gender to this name. Come sure, on. I understand. You didn't know her. Uh, is a silver amplifier, <laughs> and we we thank her uh, for her contribution. If you don't know what an amplifier is, head on over to Amp dot freetalklive.com to find out more about the amplifier program Uh, basically your contributions go to help get this radio show onto more radio stations and we all know the world could use more of that uh it goes specifically for that purpose so it doesn't go to you know like our drug habits or anything like that Uh, it goes to getting this program on the air, on more radio stations. We're on, how many are we on now? Uh, approximately 185. 185. We could be on 200. 250 is totally possible. It's all up to you. There's different levels of contributions. You get some perks. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks? Yes. Not, oh, groovy. Not Percocets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say they buried the lead in that yeah. one. You, you get it kind of like uh, you know in the bottom of the box of Cracker Jack, you'd get a little prize, right? And right. Sort of like that. There are some cool things that you get if you become an amplifier. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. But there ain't no Coupe de Ville hiding in the bottom of a Cracker Jack box. No, there's not. As Meatloaf saying, we've, <laughs> we've been talking about this article from GQ about uh, Ithaca, New York. And the mayor out there has a plan to revolutionize the police department. And in order to move forward, Myrick's plan will have to be approved by the city council, which is expected to debate and vote on it by the end of March. And they are master debaters. They certainly are. The mayor believes his proposal is likely to gain council support, yet it remains to be seen how much opposition it may face from the city's police union, which has publicly sparred with Myrick previously and has gone nearly a decade without a contract. He says he does expect it to be a big battle. I can see. Well, uh, if the police union hates you, that's probably a good sign. But yet even with the public and law enforcement in agreement that the status quo is lacking, it remains to be seen if everyone will be on board with such a radical reimagining of public safety. 
While Myrick's recommendations are based on the thematic feedback collected during community meetings and forums, the specifics of the proposal have yet to receive public feedback and direct input. Often, Myrick noted, change is more risky than doing nothing, even if the results stay the same. He gave the example of a citizen who had their bike stolen. Today, perhaps they blame that on the police or on him as a mayor or on society as a whole. If you announce this new change and then the bike gets stolen, you wonder, was the bike stolen because the criminals are emboldened? Still, he said it's clear that the system is not working and he'd rather try to find the solution than continue to kick the can down the road. Once you can fully imagine an alternative response agency, Myrick told me, it's hard to defend what exists currently. Well, and that's, we've been saying almost that, you know, imagine an alternative way to get these things done, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine mm-hmm. a free market providing you security services. and That's not what they've imagined here. No, but, no, but that yeah. statement is kind of... You know, it it hits home to me in that that's kind of my perspective of like, hey, everybody just imagine for him, because I think people have a hard time imagining. Oh, it's difficult. What it looks like without the government in place. Imagine not being forced to pay for things that you don't want. Yeah, exactly. Only buying the products that you do want. Or or just the amounts of them that you need or require for Mm -hmm. yourself or your family uh, instead of, you know, being forced to pay for everybody else's bit. Or the people that you choose to help. Yeah. So I I don't know. This is something maybe worth keeping an eye on. See how it goes. Uh, I'm sure if it's uh, if it happens, we'll hear more about it, and we'll bring it to you here on Free Talk Live. Uh, let's go to David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. I'm sure that actually part of their intentional strategy is to be omnipresent everywhere to make you accustomed to that, uh, as opposed to being distant, you know, even under even under a king, the king wasn't in every corner of the kingdom. The, the and neither were his people. Maybe once a, you might see a tax collector once a year come around to collect taxes. You might not see anybody else the whole year from the government. And That's a good uh, point. They probably felt more free then than we do now. Another but, good um, point. So there, the radio. There, there was actually one or a good program. I don't know if it's still on. You can tell me if you're familiar with it. Where the, the, Free the talk live, the yeah, they're still around. On on I'm sorry, I, the, the 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 missing uh, qualifier was on NPR because uh, everything else sucks on NPR. Yeah, we're not but on government a, public radio. I mean, national public radio. Yeah, it was uh, uh the premise was debate, and they would come in with a proposition, and then one side would debate the proposition from basically from the left versus the right. And it was actually pretty good. So the preposition is abolish radio. Yes or no? Uh, and I, mean, I would say yes. I'm not. And first of all, I'm not talking about Free Talk Live. Okay. So yeah, you guys are the best radio program on radio or on the internet or whatever. Oh, thanks. For, you're welcome. Broadcast over the air. And I'm not talking about internet. I'm talking about the stuff where. People are mindlessly flip on the radio and start changing channels to see what's out there and and then become brainwashed by whatever programming comes magically through the air to the box that they're tuning in on, as opposed to if you tune in to, the, to a radio program. But I like you know, being on that box. It's true. I, well, but I, I don't care about what you like or not. My, my premise is abolish radio, and so I don't really care well, about what the other side thinks. 
Well, it might. It hasn't. It has in other nations. They have Where? taken. Uh, they have taken broadcast radio off of radio. Um, what are you talking they, they did about? It for a different reason. Where did they outlaw they did radio? Iran? They didn't outlaw it. Nobody was listening to it, so they dedicated it to functions that people would actually use it for. Where so is there, where did this happen? Music and, in in Scandinavia, you can you can probably find it on the internet. Where I think it was Norway, they they stopped uh, broadcasting music, for instance, on FM stations. Uh, and I and I have not done that search. I heard it on radio. Okay, I think you're referring to uh, Norway going all digital. So what they did was they put down uh, a mandate that all stations had to transition from standard analog sort of broadcast. FM analog broadcast to an all digital format. So they still have radio. It's just in digital form, sir. Okay. Well, let's let's go one step further. Let's get rid of through-the-air broadcast of propaganda, uh, it, which would include the Voice of America. You agree that's propaganda, right? Yeah, Going out to the world. Well, I think the government should stop doing anything at all, but I also don't think the government should be enforcing bans on radios. I mean, yeah, you have a idea. right to what? broadcast, and you have a right to listen to what's and, broadcast. And also, well, should, should, D- David, also... Should government... David, Go ahead. also, Free Talk Live is a propaganda mm-hmm. show. Yeah, well, the problem is it's we true. don't have enough radio. We don't have the, the freedom to broadcast what we actually want to broadcast. There's, right. you know, the FCC right. gets in the way. It's the FCC that's the problem. And, and, of course, they're never going to, you know, move forward with what well, you're proposing. Actually, I want to disagree on one level because because radio is being misused intentionally where it's damaging people that are hearing it. And it and it shouldn't be happening. And for I mean, uh, guns are good things, for instance. But you, the government uh, probably should get involved if there is a, a group of people going around using their guns to just randomly off people, right? I mean, people should be protected against that use of a gun, right? And if people are throwing radios in other people's bathtubs and killing them with them, I think that should be prohibited. Yeah, usually it's the government well, <laughs> that's randomly going around well, offing people. Well, well, so once again, they're, they're the they're problem. Doing. That's what they're doing. They're using radio to incite people to to do stupid things, and the rest of us are damaged by it. Uh, I disagree. Yeah, no, I mean, would you say the same thing about the internet? N- no, that, there's plenty of stupid that, on I, the I, internet. There's let, plenty. Let me, of let me answer your let me answer your question. The I think that by virtue, if somebody had to decide mindfully, get through this. The, there's no way he's going to get through uh, that. Okay, well. Whatever it was he we was going to say. Him. He just goes and goes and goes. There's no way he's going to do it in 20 seconds. And we are out of time. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Free Talk Live. If you missed any of our program, visit freetalklive.com. Thanks. Peace. Welcome to another exciting adventure of Jonathan Gullible. As you may recall, we last left Jonathan Gullible on a remote Pacific island after his boat was blown far off course by a terrific storm. Eager to learn about the inhabitants of this island, Jonathan walked toward a uniformed policeman he saw reading a newspaper. Looking over the policeman's shoulder, Jonathan was surprised at the headline he saw. It says here that the legislature has just authorized a death penalty for anyone found to be cutting hair without a license. Isn't that quite a severe penalty for such a minor offense? What's so unusual about that? The death penalty is the ultimate threat behind all laws, no matter how minor. But surely you wouldn't put someone to death for cutting hair without a license. Of course we would, though it seldom comes to that. Why? 
Well, you see, every crime is an escalating crime. That means the penalties increase the more one resists. For example, if someone tries to cut hair without a license, then a fine will be imposed. If he or she refuses to pay the fine or continues to cut hair, then the outlaw barber will be arrested and put into our zoo. If he or she resists arrest, then the criminal is subject to severe penalties. The outlaw may even be shot. The greater the resistance, the greater the force used. So the ultimate penalty behind every law really is death. Then surely you reserve the law for only the most brutal criminal acts, violent acts like murder, robbery, and rape. On the contrary, the law regulates the whole range of personal and commercial life. But don't be alarmed. We seldom speak about or witness the death penalty itself because, well, we are so diligent at teaching obedience. Build freedom with laughter. Join the community. Access free media clips and more. Or get your free PDF copy of the book. Go to jonathangullible.com now. jonathangullible.com Ross Ulbricht is serving a double life sentence without parole for all nonviolent charges. He is a first-time offender and no victims were named at trial. Ross is condemned to die in a cage because he made a website called Silk Road that allowed people to exchange what they chose using Bitcoin as long as no third party was harmed. Please help. Sign and share the petition at freeross.org to commute Ross's sentence and bring him home. This is a pandemic survival alert and the most time-sensitive messages you will hear this year. You still have time to plant a one-acre crisis garden and secure a supply of your own nutrient-dense food. But time is running out, and it's one deadline you don't want to miss. Who should plant a crisis garden? Individuals, families, churches, communities, anyone or any group that sees hard times ahead. Let's face it, even the mainline media is talking about food supply disruptions and the growing number of grocery store workers who are becoming sick. But there's more. Meat packing plants are closing, mile-long lines at food pantries, and more farmers now in financial trouble. The truth is, growing nutrient-dense vegetables this summer may be the single most important thing you do. Go to survivalseedbank.com and watch the new video to understand what we're really up against. Get free bonus seeds, special quarantine reports, too. Don't wait. Every minute counts. Go to survivalseedbank.com. That's survivalseedbank.com. 